1: Good morning, White Sox fans. I'm Jim Margulis, and this is your White Sox wake-up call for September 5th, 2023. Before Monday's game, the White Sox made three roster moves, two of which were more or less inconsequential. Jimmy Lambert was placed on the 15-day injured list with right ankle inflammation after departing Sunday's game mid-batter and Declan Cronin took his place. But the other move has some meaning. The White Sox officially wrapped up Sebi Zavala's rehab stint by reinstating him from the injured list, then designating him for assignment, and that clarifies the team's immediate plans for the catching depth chart. The White Sox had to make a yes or no decision on Zavala because he's out of options, and the White Sox could have made room for him if they wanted to. They could have carried him as a third catcher, or they could have given Yasmani Grandal the boot and let Zavala serve as the experienced catcher alongside Corey Lee. But Zavala just turned 30, and he's hitting 155 with a 207 OBP this year, so he's not going to be part of the picture moving forward. And while the same can be said for Grandal, he gives the White Sox competitive plate appearances and seems to be working well with Lee as a mentor type, so it probably didn't make sense to ditch him for a catcher who standing in the game isn't nearly as secure. It doesn't really matter either way, but with Zavala out and Grandal hitting free agency after the season, the Sox will roll with Lee and Carlos Perez as the immediate 40-man options into the offseason, with Adam Hackenberg as a decent third catcher option, and then all of them are hopefully keeping the seat warm for Edgar Caro. All things considered, that outlook isn't terrible. Now what was terrible? The game that followed those roster moves. The White Sox got stomped by the Royals at Kauffman Stadium by a score of 12-1, and it's even worse than that. Jesse Schultens was lucky to give up five runs over three and two-thirds innings because he left the bases loaded for Cronin, who managed to strand them. Cronin then went on to have his own problems during Kansas City's seven-run fifth that effectively iced the game. On the other side of the ball, the White Sox only managed three hits, and one of them should have been an error. Cole Reagans took a perfect game into the fifth, and Yuan Makata's single was immediately erased by a double play. Reagans ended up facing just one batter beyond the minimum over six innings on an Oscar Colas hit by pitch. The Sox should have actually been shut out, but with two outs in the eighth inning, Kansas City first baseman Matt Beatty fired high and wide to pitcher Colin Snyder after making a diving stop on Trace Thompson's grounder and it allowed Lenin Sosa to score from second. And that's about all that needs to be said about that one. The White Sox are now 0-4 in the Chris Getz era, and it's up to Dylan Cease to serve as the stopper when he faces new dad Brady Singer in Game 2 of the three-game set. Cease has struggled over his last three games, giving up 19 runs over 15 innings thanks to 12 free bases, yet somehow the White Sox are 2-1 in those games because they scored 10 runs in each of the victories. They could use more of the same against Singer, who has been roughed up in each of his last two outings, but they'll have to do it without Luis Robert Jr. Robert missed a second straight game on Monday with quad problems, and Pedro Grifol made it sound like he's a likely scratch tonight and Wednesday with hopes that Thursday's off day will take care of the rest. Good luck, everybody. First game is at 6.40 p.m. Central on NBC Sports Chicago.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Down
1: on the farm, the four White Sox full-season affiliates all had the day off on Monday, and they'll start fresh six-game series when play resumes tonight. Charlotte will host Durham, and Birmingham is home for Biloxi, while Winston-Salem travels to Hickory and Kannapolis to Lynchburg. Christian Mayno will be making his second triple Triple-A start after an encouraging five innings against Jacksonville last week, so there's something to check in on if the big league club once again disappoints. Around the league, the Minnesota Twins did their damnedest to deliver a death blow to the Cleveland Guardians and in Lucas Giolito's Cleveland debut to boot. Royce Lewis's fourth Grand Slam of the season kicked down the door in the second inning en route to a 20-6 humiliation at Progressive Field. Giolito gave up nine runs over three innings, and he ended up getting outpitched by Cleveland utility man David Fry, who pitched the last four innings and allowed just seven runs. Minnesota now leads the AL Central by six games. Elsewhere in important baseball, the standings shifted again in the AL West. The Astros recovered from getting swept by the Yankees with a resounding 13-6 victory against the direct rival Rangers. Houston hit five homers, including a pair of back-to-back homers by Mauricio Dubon and Jose Altuve to slip ahead of Texas in the standings and into a tie with the Mariners, who lost to Cincinnati 6-3. The Rangers trail both teams by one game, but now they also have to watch their backs because the Blue Jays slipped to within a half game of the final wildcard spot, with a 6 to 5 victory over Oakland. In the National League's wildcard race, the top four teams all held serve. The Phillies denied the Padres their first four-game winning streak of the season to remain in the first wildcard spot ahead of the Cubs, who shut out the Giants behind Justin Steele's 16th win of the year. The Diamondbacks doubled up the Rockies 4-2, so they remain tied with the Reds in terms of games, but ahead in the standings because they're one game up in the loss column. The Giants slipped behind Idle Miami after losing to the Cubs and are now one game out of the third spot, but with three teams in the way. That'll do it for this edition of the White Sox Wake-Up Call. Visit SoxMachine.com to commiserate about the game, and we'll see if I want to keep writing about Pedro Grifol or if I take the conversation in a different direction. If you are new to the Sox Machine podcast, you can subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found. And if you like what you hear and want to support what we do, or if you just take pity on us, you can support us at Patreon.com slash Machine, where you can get an ad-free version of the site and show with bonus content for as little as $2 a month with savings on an annual plan. The Socks Machine Podcast is a production of SocksMachine.com and part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Jim Margulis. Thanks for listening.